Welcome to the School Connect podcast. At School Connect, we know it takes a village to help every child reach their full potential. So, each episode, we'll hear stories of normal people who became heroes, solving community problems in powerful and creative ways. We know these stories will inspire you to create the change you hope to see. Well, hello, Tracy. How are you this week? I'm doing great. I am just really thrilled to be able to get to do another podcast. I know that there's a lot happening in the world of education and partnerships and really excited that we get to have that conversation. I agree. I agree. I'm so excited about the positive feedback that we've been getting on the past podcast. So I would just encourage anybody who is listening today to make sure you go back and look at some of the archives and get caught up on the conversations we've had so far. But today, Tracy, we were talking about a topic that as a parent that I never really connected the dots on. So can you kind of frame the conversation today um, around why we're having the conversation what the conversation is? Sure. Yeah, we want to talk about learning. We want to talk about what was going on uh, during the part of the pandemic, which is still going on, right? What yeah. was going on yeah. when students came home and, um, and, and really they started learning in a whole different uh, way. And some, some interrupted learning happened. It doesn't mean that learning wasn't going on, but there, it, it started happening in a different way. And um, some of that's a struggle. Uh, maybe younger children had never been in a classroom before or learning how to be socialized, working with their right. peers or all the structures of classrooms that they've entered again this fall. Um, and so just talking about kind of some of the challenges that are there, but also in the pandemic, I think a lot of creativity uh, was birthed um, or yep. maybe it was there all along and we got to access it and use it. So right. that's kind of the topic. Yeah. And, you know, as you and I were kind of preparing for the show, you know, I had to catch up because you're much more further immersed in the topics. I'm a little bit more far reserved. And so I had to do some catch up work. And I found this article online that really, I think, put things in perspective for me. It's coming from the Yale education. And this paragraph just puts everything in very clear perspective. It says there was a quantitative um, model that was used to examine the consequences of extended school closures for high school students. And the researchers determined that children living in the poorest 20% of U.S. neighborhoods would experience the most negative and long-lasting effects of school closures. It goes on to say that, for example, the model predicts that one year of school closure will cost ninth graders in the poorest communities 25% decrease in their post-educational earning potential, even if that's followed by three more years of normal schooling. And it goes on to say, by contrast, their model shows that no substantial loss for students from the richest 20% of the neighborhoods. So I think that really frames what we're talking about. And it breaks my heart to think about what's happening and what's going to be happening down the road. But now, why don't you introduce Betsy, who is on the front line and is helping us respond to this in really cool and creative ways. 
Yeah, I'm really excited to be able to have Dr. Betsy Hargrove. She's the superintendent of the Avondale Elementary School District. We've been friends and partners for several years. And I've been super impressed, Betsy, with not only how you frame the problem, because you're able to kind of frame that for people who don't always understand um, what you face as an educator, what teachers are facing, what kids are facing, but you also are constantly seeing the golden lining underneath and how you can bring out the best and creative solutions to all kinds of challenges that are there. So Betsy, so glad that we have you. Thank you so much for having me today. I, I'm truly honored to be able to share the experiences that we've had in Avondale. And uh, I value the opportunity to share those with your listeners, as well as listen to your other podcasts to hear about experiences with others. It, this is how we grow and learn together. It totally is. Yeah. It is. And Betsy, you were on the front lines whenever the pandemic hit. And, and as a leader in a district, you were the one who was helping drive how do we respond. Can you kind of frame what that was like? What were some of the challenges you were facing to kind of let our listeners kind of a behind the scenes look of how was the superintendent? What were you dealing with in those moments? Certainly, I can. And I will tell you, I can remember, much like some of the most significant events in our lives, people tend to remember exactly where they are when when the the shift happens, right? And I can remember, we were literally finishing out our fall, excuse me, our spring break in 2020, and set to come back. And Friday afternoon, an executive order came across from the governor of Arizona saying that we are not returning to school on Monday. And I appreciate the fact that, that you say that, that as a leader of a district, that, that I was driving that. What I will tell you, as a leader of a district, I have learned uh, to make sure that I have amazing people around me at all times. And my first reaction was, I need to talk to our leaders. We need to be in the same room. We need to have a conversation. We need to process what our next steps are and how to do that to best navigate this with our community. Now, you might say, how do you do that and get everyone in the same room? Well, you really can't because all of us are not all of us, a bunch of us were still traveling and then not sure if we were allowed to actually meet that type <laughs> yeah. of thing, right? Yes. Right, so, right. so our first change order was the fact that we knew we needed to meet and we didn't know how that was going to happen because this was even before Zoom. We didn't have Zoom. <laughs> so I, I will tell you, my first phone call was to um, an organization, a, a uh, Institute of Higher Education, ASU. We reached out because they're long we've been in a longstanding relationship with them. And I called the dean and I said, hey, can we borrow your Zoom account so we can meet tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> literally wow. that's what it was and and that was at the point where she's like sure but i have to stay on the meeting because it's our zoom account I'm like i don't care right stay in the background if you have any input feel free to let us know even right. right you're you're in relationship with us but that was how that was that in my mind i think describes for everyone it wasn't it wasn't even just hey we need to get together and do the things that we do we actually have to figure out how to get together in, in order to even start the conversation of how do we respond to this this new level of challenge and, and barrier to ensuring that our kids are successful. And, and I think that that, while it's a little bit comical now, 
looking uh, because back. <laughs> looking back, <laughs> right, at right. that point, it, it truly allowed me to say, wow, right. we are really in an amazing place in Avondale to be able to turn that over in five minutes, have a Zoom account that we could use with, with the help of one, of one of the people we're in relationship with, and to be able to have our leaders together literally for three hours on Saturday to be able to determine what are we going to do on Monday and what was our communication right. plan. Mm -hmm. And I am ever grateful for that. But I think that moment truly demonstrates how uh, we have shifted and moved and navigated in, into, into the changes it, that were ultimately necessary to ensure that our children were able to learn. Mm -hmm. So you were staying uh, in close contact on a constant basis with all of your leadership, with all of your principals and with the teachers, with your leadership team, if you could just describe what it felt like in the middle of the shutdown when, when principals and teachers were working from homes and, and covering everything online, um, what was most important to you and what was the experience of students? So thank you for asking that. And, and, and if we're going to say the most important, I, I think everything is the most important, right? I, <laughs> I, we could go through 25 different things without even thinking twice. However, and most important, obviously, is making sure that our kids knew we were connected to them. Mm -hmm. And we have not gone anywhere. We are still here mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. you, for your family, and, and whatever your needs are. Um, as best as we possibly can. And I will tell you something, actually, maybe taking us a little off track, but I think this tells you how, how integral the education system is to our families, mm -hmm. particularly families living in poverty. Mm -hmm. The second day of the school shutdown, a parent came to our district office because they were very concerned about how they were going to pay rent because they, could, they couldn't go to work mm -hmm. because of of the state shutdown. Yeah. And thinking about we, well, yes, of course, ultimately we are about educating children and making sure they can pursue their future without limits. We also are about making sure that their uh, sets of circumstances in their homes, in their community, um, in our greater area are such that are responsive and and represent the best possible place for them to grow and learn. Mm -hmm. And that's a that's a big responsibility. So to go back to your question, number one is making sure our kids and families knew we, we are connected. We haven't gone anywhere. We are still here. It's going to look a little different, mm -hmm. but we're going to figure out a way to, to make this happen and we're going to do it together. Mm -hmm. um, we needed to make sure that our, a, it, our children had access and, and opportunity to learn. And if they're doing it from home, we needed to be able to ensure that every one of our children had devices as well as Wi-Fi. And we can talk about the inequities in that all day long as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Avondale is in a, an amazing place in the sense that our community has supported us through a capital override. And we have been a one-to-one -one district for multiple years. So we had the devices on top of that, sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. We happen to have sent uh, a purchase order out to to do our renewals of devices for the following year. And literally that week, we had pallets of Chromebooks delivered. Wow. So you, you had them all there. All there, ready to go. It literally was scanning them and, and getting them to the hands of our families. And what we ended up doing, again, an all hands on deck made just a, a huge 
line of cars coming in, signing off on them, receiving them, and driving through. So it was this great big drive-through of deploying approximately 900 devices over the course of uh, three different opportunities and then any backfilling at school sites. So, so okay, check. We, we've made connections with our kids because our staff is so absolutely unbelievably amazing. And literally, we're making phone calls, um, get, getting in touch with parents via our email systems and that type of thing that were really already strongly in place, however, and we still had families that we needed to make sure that there was that personal touch. And I will tell you, home visits were made. And it was in the knock on the door and stand back 10 feet and just say, hey, we're still here. Want to make sure you have everything that you need. And we're going to see you in class tomorrow. And, uh, and it wasn't just our staff who was able to do that. We talk about leaning into some amazing partnerships that we have. We have mentor relationships with our first responders. And literally, they were taking their fire trucks door to door oh. with their mentor and, and oh. the site leadership <laughs> just to connect and, and make sure that we're good. Yeah. We're, we're there. And I will tell you, I do know that there's an awful lot of families who made different decisions during the pandemic. And, and I've read a lot of the literature around cities and states that are still trying to figure out where maybe kids have gone. I feel very confident that, that we had valiant efforts in, in making sure that every one of our kids were, were connected with in one way, shape or form. And, and it was a relentless effort to be able to do that because mm -hmm. again, back to that, we got to make sure our kids know we're here. Yeah. So that, that, that piece of it, we definitely needed to support our staff. I mean, this was a huge change. Mm -hmm. This was, you, you know, I know where all of my stuff is. And if I reach over, here's my pen. All of a sudden, their, their learning environment, or the, I should say their teaching environment, is maybe their kitchen table mm -hmm. or their patio. I, I, I saw a lot of people's patios <laughs> yep. um, or living rooms and that type of thing. And to be able to shift that um, and making sure that our staff had everything that they need. Right. They needed to be able to educate in the manner in which they wanted to educate. And uh, Tracy knows this story really well. It, School Connect called us up to say, we have this donation of resources and, and furniture for families, and, excuse me, for, our, for your staff to be able to establish their home learning environment. Wow, that was really... Uh, just such a powerful example of the community coming around education to be able to say, this is going to be different and let us help you be um, supported. Let us help you develop that new environment mm -hmm. in such a positive and professional manner. I, I, I That has just paid dividends upon dividends because we have our staff taking care of our children. We have our community taking care of our staff yeah. and, and we can continue to do the things that we know we need to do. Mm -hmm. School Connect believes each community has incredible resources we can access to address the challenges schools face. Our time, talent, and expertise are what makes a village of partners around a school successful. Are you looking for an opportunity to make a difference? Come join the village. SchoolConnectAZ.org. You know, I think what's so amazing about um, what you just shared was the fact that you already had your community built and you already had the infrastructure in place that was positioned to respond to that. They didn't know, you didn't do that intentionally to respond to that, but because those relationships existed, it allowed you to move faster and be more nimble. Mm -hmm. And I think that continues to echo the significance 
of and making sure that you're building community, that schools are building community. They're using tools like what we have with School Connect in order to facilitate those communities so that um, you're prepared for that. Um, so as we think about everything that happened, right? So you, you're now teaching and back to our topic of now we have a large portion of our students that are now having issues and falling behind and having um, this challenge with the, the, the learning side of the equation. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Yes, definitely. And, and I agree with you that there, no one can disagree with you around interrupted learning and, and the fact that our students did not have the opportunity to engage in the same way that they have typically, and that whether it be disruption of, of learning due to inability to have consistent and stable Wi-Fi, uh, whether it be that that learning style is very different and, mm -hmm. and difficult to access. When I think about our kinders, our first graders, our second graders trying to get online and, and figure out learning, while in fact we're trying to get online and figure out <laughs> yeah. teaching. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there was a change in opportunity for children to be able to access the things that they, they need to. And so the, I, I loved the quote that you read from that article from Yale, because I will tell you that literally we were going into a district-wide meeting, meeting to determine our next steps for reopening. When I say district-wide meeting, just like we do everything in Avondale, we, we do it with an inclusive set of circumstances where anyone who wants to be at the table to be part of the conversation, part of the solutions, come to the table. Mm. And, and let's share in that, that understanding of all of it. Uh, because each one of us has a different vantage point. And so we were literally going into that meeting that afternoon. I had one of our site leaders happen to send me that article. And that is what I led with, with our entire team. Mm, wow. And, and absolutely. So it shifted the conversation in my mind of the, the, the long lasting impact. If we don't do something now, mm -hmm. which in, which in the world of Avondale was, how do we get our kids back into our classrooms so that we can have them access learning in the manner of which we know that they learn best, mm -hmm. then, then we are doing a disservice. And it was amazing to hear our, our team come around that and understand that. And also, and needing to do it in the very uh, best possible and safest way for children and adults, mm -hmm. because this has been scary. This is scary. It is. And, and it has impacted so many in, in, in so many different ways that, we, we are still navigating. Mm -hmm. So Betsy, as you, as you have been having kids back in school now, and uh, you've been really focusing with your entire team on wrapping those kids and helping them progress further, be able to kind of overcome some of the hurdles of that un, um, interrupted learning. What does that looked like for you and your team? So the good news around the work that we do in Avondale is that we have some very strong systems in place around collaboration, as I, I just shared with you, how we, how we work together to really grapple with tough sets of circumstances. The other side of that is we also use that structure and collaborative approach to elevate our learning, our, our teaching and learning. So if we have uh, teachers using really powerful uh, pedagogical strategies, we want to make sure everyone's using those because those are effective with our students. And, and we take an opportunity literally for our teachers to work collaboratively 
literally talking at a grade level around their kids and learning and where the gaps are and how, how do we elevate those. And, and I'll also say where our children are already meeting those expectations and how do we challenge them to grow even more Right. and, and living into that, right, that continuous mm-hmm. improvement model. So it's literally at the student level, specific to individual students by name and by need. Uh, then literally at a school site. So what what uh, theory of change, if we do this, this positive thing will happen with outcomes for children. And so we're going to try that. And we do these short cycles of improvement. Mm-hmm. And then across our district, because we believe every child will grow as a thinker, problem solver, and communicator to pursue their future out limits. If we're talking about every child, that's every child in every classroom. Right. If we're talking about every child in every classroom, and every teacher needs to be the very best that they possibly can be. And so in the responsibility is on all of us to be able to share those really good practices. Uh-huh. And I will say really good practices because it's not the best because if it's the best, we're not. We are <laughs> right. You're always right. improving. <laughs> we're always improving. So, so we just do really good things. And then the next day we do even better, really good things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how we approach the learning and, and, and how do we support one another to ensure every one of our children is successful. I do want to add it is that in this pandemic, we, we have a collateral benefit that I think is incredibly important not to lose as we shift out of this pandemic. And that is when we talk about our parents coming alongside of us as co-educators, mm-hmm. literally living the experience with their children in their kitchen, in their living rooms, uh, there's no longer the question of, hey, what did you learn in school today? Because quite frankly, they were there. Yeah. <laughs> so the parents can say, I noticed when you were learning about this, this was a challenge or this was really exciting for you. Let's delve into this further. So all of a sudden we have families who have lived in our classrooms for at least 50% of the school year. How do we capitalize on that? How do we continue to engage them as part of the solution in filling um, any, any of the gaps that have been caused by the interruptive learning? Mm -hmm. And so, Hey, do you remember we learned about this last year? We're still seeing, seeing struggles. We need you, mom or dad, to be able to engage with a child over these next two weeks. Again, that short cycle of improvement. If you do this, we will see um, outcomes, better outcomes for your child being able to be at proficiency in whatever the skill mm-hmm. is. And so maximizing on that collateral benefit that definitively is there. We had great relations. We had amazing relationships with our families that are even stronger today. Mm-hmm. And and one one word that kind of describes a little bit about what you're saying, you're focusing on the side of it, which is the parent engagement, which has statistically proven over time, the more parents are engaged with their kids and they're learning, the better they do. Absolutely. But you also talked about something that uh, we could frame as student-centered learning, which is recognizing where kids are, uh, both by educators and parents, and then being able to kind of tailor the approach to help them, whether that's an area of struggle or whether that's an area of giftedness, helping them go at their pace, helping them have what they need if they need extra help. You want to talk about that for a moment? Absolutely. I, th- this really is a perspective that I think Avondale shines with, and, and that is meeting every child where they are. And, and, and I will apply that same thing with meeting every teacher where they are, meeting every leader where they are, meeting every parent where they are, because the bottom line is each one of us would come with varying degrees of, of uh, proficiencies and experiences that we bring to the table. And how do we maximize on, on our strengths and how do we grow in our area, um, you know, opportunity for growth. Right. And so 
we approach that, I'd like to say, in everything that we do. We truly believe that we need to be better today than we were yesterday, and we need to be better tomorrow than we are today. And if we do that, then we recognize those areas of growth, and we are able to maximize those. I think that while I, I would, would never downplay the tragedies that have occurred across the world mm-hmm. with with the pandemic with loss and 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 just the absolute fear and, and concern that has been caused for for families for people for individuals i am going to also say we have impetus for change that we've never had before and being able to capitalize on those and maximize those opportunities. If we walk away and we walk into classrooms right now and they're no different than they were before September, uh, excuse me, spring of 2020, mm-hmm. then then we need to really start looking at our practices. We're missing uh, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It is a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. You know, one thing that I'm taking away from our conversation today, I'm going to put you a bit on the spot, so be prepared, is I'm I'm sensing that our classrooms and our schools are basically a four-legged stool. You have the administration, you have the classrooms, you have the parents, and you have the community. And each one of those parts of the stool need to be working in concert to make sure that we don't have people toppling off the stool and people that are not stable. And so what from a superintendent's perspective, from your educated perspective, if you were talking to each of those legs of the stool, if you could give them one word or one sentence of advice on how do you, what should you be doing next? What should you be kind of checking into when you're thinking about the administrative side of a district, you know, what is one thing that you would say to the administration listeners? What is one thing that you would say to our classroom, our school-based team? Because we also have, you know, everyone on staff, not just the teachers, there's, there's, there's resources and librarians and front desk staff. And then you've got the parents and you have the community. So if we go by one by one, I would love for them to hear your words of wisdom of what they should be doing next to be able to replicate what you've done in Avondale. So where would you want to start? I think that I would like to start with our let's well, okay. So let's start with our administration. Okay. Okay. So with our administration, I believe it's incredibly important to, focus and not be distracted. Mm, great. So we can we can easily be distracted by everything that's happening around us and and those can those can be intriguing and compelling and, and complex. Certainly, right. but when the bottom line is the bottom line, our children and learning and their future as you so put it earlier, if if we don't mitigate for for that interrupted learning, then then we are negatively impacting their future mm-hmm. in an irreparable way. Right. And I'm sure as an administrator, you're constantly being inundated with new ideas, new concepts, new things. And so I like your idea of be very focused and make sure that you're moving things forward. So mm-hmm. that's that's really important, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, where would you want to go next? I would say to our educators. Okay. And this, I think, actually makes me emotional. Truly. Yes. Yeah. Because I think one of the greatest challenges that we had as 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 administrators of these incredibly 
talented, committed, dedicated educators is that they did not know how absolutely phenomenal and more than they were in the pandemic and are in the pandemic yep. were before and will be after. And they, they were truly first responders. Oh, and then some. You know? Yes. yes. Some, sometimes for some, for some, quite frankly, they were the only responders. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and they were the one consistent, stable person mm -hmm. in, in the lives of our children. Right. And they truly, truly made a difference. And I want them to remember that. I want them to hold that. Um, and I want them to celebrate that. Yes. And you would so sorry, yeah. that is emotional. You would like the right. rest of the community to understand what they accomplished, what they mm -hmm. do every single day, and to celebrate them too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So from the classroom perspective, it's making sure that you take time for self-care, mm -hmm. making sure that you take time to celebrate what you've done and really work hard to navigate the voices that are coming into your classroom because you have probably several different voices of what's working, what's not, and there's lots of challenges. And so it's making sure that you're laser focused and only focusing on what you can do, what you can control, and to continue to move forward is what I'm hearing you say. Yes, I, I appreciate the way you've reframed exactly what I said. <laughs> it's almost like you read my heart. I, can I just share an example of, of course, something I'm incredibly yes. proud of in our district? So I talked to you about the opportunity that we have with all of our staff members. Any member of, of Avondale can come to the table and, and share what do you believe our next steps are? What are some challenges we're having that we need to work through together? And we've been doing this for years. And so we started our first one in uh, the beginning of September, beginning of September. And, and I remember that day because I was thinking, okay, we are still in the thick of some really heavy, heavy lifts yeah. here. And, and I know that our, our team is working harder than they ever have worked mm -hmm. and and continue to show up every single day. And I thought, you know, there's going to be a lot today. Yeah. And, and how do, how do we as a team support our, our staff and, and let them know how incredible they are and also hear their concerns, mm -hmm. right. And, and how we're going to work together to, to get through them because that's what we do. So we go into this meeting and, and we have multiple people on and, and we're on zoom and, you know, I'm seeing faces and saying hello, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we start the meeting. It's like, okay, guys, where are we at? Because it's open. It, there's no agenda. It's like, what do we want to talk about? What are some things that we need to kind of put on the list and, and, and think forward to and process and, and share? And it was kind of, it was super quiet. And, and at that point I was like, okay, this might be even more worrisome, right? Yeah. And I said, okay, <laughs> yes. Well, what, you know, do we, do we have anything we want to share? Any positives? Da, 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 da. And one of our staff members in the way we do it is you kind of do the raise the hand icon. And I said, okay, you know, hi, you know, da, da, da. and it, it was a shout out to our technology department for all the work that they've done to be able to ensure that our kids and are successful and our teachers have everything that they need. And I thought, Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. In, in yeah. the midst of everything that we're navigating, we went to the positives yep. and, and it went like that. Mm -hmm. And right. I thought we are really in an amazing place. Mm -hmm. yep. Truly in an yep. amazing place. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I love technology people. So that's, <laughs> I like to hear you. <laughs> but we so, would so not be you... surviving if we didn't have amazing <laughs> technology people. 
But what I love is is just that, Betsy, you are successfully helping people be real about what the struggles are, but you're also helping them look forward with, with hope and with opportunity. And you're constantly highlighting that, right? And that gives some gives all of us something to work toward. And that's just well, a powerful tool of leadership. Agreed. Agreed. I appreciate so, that. So moving on to the two legs of our stool, parents. So you're talking to a parent. What 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 do we tell parents to really make sure that they're doing their part? So what I would say to our parents is, first, thank you. Thank you for leaning into this new set of circumstances and letting us into your homes, letting us into your lives literally every single day uh, while, while, we were, while we were teaching and learning last year. The and to that, the request would be stay there, stay with us. Mm -hmm. and, and while it's different and, and sort of life has gone back to whatever, you know, normal, new normal is, right, right. we still need you as leaned in as you were before, because we, we have some, we are still in this. Yeah. And we want to make sure that, again, we're in a better place today than we were yesterday and a better right. place tomorrow. We, we need them we need them right. there with us. And we, we have that connection more than we ever have. And yep. I, I encourage them to stay right there with us. So stay connected to what your kids are learning and realize that you have a role in that. I know for me, you know, working from home, one thing that has happened in my family is at the end of the day, I forget my kids can hear my conversations, right? Which they couldn't have heard whenever I was working in an office. And so we will have conversations around the dinner table of, wow, dad, I heard what you were dealing with and I heard how you dealt with it. And sometimes they give me some corrective action. I know that's hard to believe, but <laughs> you know they'll give me some corrective feedback, which is welcomed. Um, but there is a whole new world that we've developed. And so I think what I hear you saying it's the parents is, is the districts and the schools are looking at your kids individually and trying to create programs significant from them you have a role to augment that, to support that, and to ask the questions of your districts and of your teachers, what role can I play, even though we're back on campus for most of our students, but what, what can I continue to do at home to facilitate that? I think that's really powerful. And Absolutely. we're getting close on time. And this is probably the one that is closest to Tracy's heart, because it's all about what School Connect does. What about the community? So we have a community, you had a community who just did what they needed to do. So what about those districts or those community members who are not pulling their weight in other places? What would you tell them? What I would say is have that conversation. Go make an appointment. Make that connection. Any opportunity that you have to connect. I think about, I, I think about the first time Tracy and I were really sitting down and talking about School Connect and what, what the possibilities were, which quite honestly, are endless. Mm. The, the possibilities are endless. And the opportunity for us to come together as a community to be able to support our children, our future, mm -hmm. truly the onus is on each and every one of us. And I, I talk in the multiple layers around that. When we have community members coming together to make sure that our children have food um, during the pandemic because of, of the lack of resources, when I talk about the um, 
delivery of, of devices or the connections to our families or community members or organizations that come alongside of us. Hey, can we start making phone calls to families that you've been unable to connect with? I know that has happened in multiple districts. When we talk about social emotional learning and what resources different organizations have that school districts don't typically have for both students and adults, that's one of those conversations I had immediately with Tracy and, and being able to to say we are in this together and and the one thing i would say to our community it was a bit of an epiphanal moment that i had with our district because i used to say you know what we're in the same boat guys we're going to get through this together i've amended that we are in the same storm uh-huh. but every <laughs> right mm-hmm. every yeah. single one of us has a different vessel Mm-hmm. Every single one of us comes, we talk about meeting everyone where they're at. Every single one of us comes with different resources, different opportunities, different experiences, uh, some that make our journey a little bit easier and some that make our journey a little bit more difficult. And when we come together and share those resources in true relationship, then that is where our children benefit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, Betsy, thank you so much for that, because um, I think oftentimes schools and districts think they should have everything they need just within their own bubble, every resource they should already have. And instead, what you've shown um, in the last several years and the whole time you've been in Avondale is it's going to take all of us working together to really, you know, School Connect's Um, statement is every child needs a village to help them reach their potential. Every single person needs that. And together we can accomplish that. You've been an incredible example of that. And we just so appreciate uh, all that you do and all the insight that you've been able to share. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to be here and be part of, of this conversation because I truly believe that it takes every single one of us in order for us to be successful. This just happens to has you know heightened it or put a shining spotlight on it through a pandemic. But that need was there before the pandemic. That need will be there after the pandemic. And I, I just have such a great appreciation for School Connect and what we've been able to do throughout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Very exciting. Well, I'm just I'm just honored to kind of play a small role in this conversation and to be able to be on the sidelines and seeing all of the great work that's happening, you know, in our districts and School Connect. And as a parent of four kids in the in the school system, uh, my eyes continue to be opened about the need. And so I would just challenge anyone who's listening to realize mm-hmm. that it does take a village. And if you're not actively involved in a local school, regardless if you have kids in that school or not, mm-hmm. you need to be asking yourself, why? Mm-hmm. Why am I not getting involved? And you need to proactively find ways to get involved. Because, you know, as we read about at the top of the show, is that there's going to be an impact in a couple of years when our students who are out in the business world aren't able to perform at the level because of the the interrupted learning. And it's our job to come alongside and to do everything we can proactively to resolve that. And and I would just like to to remind us at the end of the show that it is possible to turn lemons into lemonade. That is, in fact, what our educators are doing right now. They're bringing their expertise, they're growing, they're being taught, 
how to help our kids succeed in the most adverse circumstances. And we're really grateful yes. for the educators, the superintendents who are bringing that leadership to the community. And I think that's not something everybody knows about. Yep. I think that's something that we need to continue to share because they're doing an outstanding job and they deserve our our um, applauding them, our appreciation, our support, and our engagement. Agreed. Agreed. Well, another exciting conversation, Tracy. Thank you so much for continuing to share your network with uh, us and with me and allowing us the opportunity to learn and expand our thinking. I can't wait for our next conversation. Thank you for listening to the School Connect podcast and for being part of our village. Be sure to follow, review, and share this podcast on your chosen platform because more collective voices equal more progress for our kids. If you're interested in finding out more about School Connect and seeing how you can make a difference, go to schoolconnectaz.org for more information.